Oh, wait. Oh, no, everything's on. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of like no sleep podcasts. Yeah, or the no sleep podcast, and it's fantastic. And I wanted to go. Welcome to Hey Ass Podcast. Well, we do. You did it. You, we started. <laughs> Congratulations. A more, a more subdued opening. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had a few of those. Oh yeah. It can't. You always... didn't let us keep the ASMR one. Bullshit. Uh, yeah, I got rid of that. Bullshit. I got rid of that garbage. That right one was away. bad because we don't have six microphones hooked up. I mean, also, it can't be, welcome to Hey Ass Butt, all the time. Yeah. What do you think demons would ASMR? Um, the sound of flesh ripping. Fingernails being pulled off. Teeth being pulled out. Nah, 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 nah. Eyeballs oh. being squeezed. You know, really, Click. when you pull a fingernail out, the only noise is the person screaming. Exactly. <laughs> don't challenge <Yes>. him <laughs> Ben I didn't want to say anything Because I don't want to freak no. you out But have you noticed That Travis is married to his aesthetic uh, What <laughs> What yeah. are you talking about yeah. So are the other two of us What No we have. Talk- I very wildly <gasps> Am I the only human here <laughs> Um, yeah, Ben's wearing his day drinking t-shirt. It literally says day drinking. It literally drinking. says day You're drinking You're wearing a shirt it. that says by Furious. That doesn't mean I'm married to my aesthetic. Wait, I can also... How am I married to my aesthetic? Because you, you look like, like a, tree. a tree. Well, yeah, I mean... You always just... dress like a tree. <laughs> You're naked and you dress like a tree. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. You don't even have brown hair. Well, it is brown. It is brown. But you also got a really reddish beard going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like an autumn tree. Also, you have bark on you. I do? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I was cooking barbecue for like 24 hours yesterday, so that wouldn't surprise me. Ben, don't freak out. Travis is not from this world. <laughs> um, All right. That was the sound of our minds being blown. This was a great goof, y'all. I'm glad we... <laughs> it was a great <laughs> glad we went down this one. Yeah, I put on my sunglasses for nothing. Hey. You know how some demons are married to their aesthetic? Uh-huh. I'm married to bad ideas that don't work <laughs> out well. So. Yeah, I mean, we're what? Five seasons into this podcast? I say we're pretty married to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we're back. We're back. We're here, and we're going to discuss Supernatural. But first. But first, we're going to talk about our feelings. Yeah. Literally this yeah. time. Literally. We're actually going to talk we're about... actually going to do how it. How to feel things without... Never mind. Without Here's what it is. This is really it? just oh, good practice. This is really good practice so that when other people come to us and they're like, hey, I have these things I want to talk to you about. Instead of just like, you know, doing like a... Ugh, Fine. Whenever somebody does that, this is practice or, or so where we don't them. react like that. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I have something I want to talk to you about. Click. See, yeah. I... Um, hung up phone. Yeah, I feel Travis. like this is being targeted directly towards me. It's targeted to all three of us? But now that you mentioned it, Travis, I'm glad you brought this up. Maybe we put down the Xbox controller. 
Hey, when somebody a, calls us. It was a Switch controller. Oh. <laughs> it was a PlayStation controller. We were both wrong. Wait. The listeners don't need to know. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but we are going to talk about our feelings. Specifically, we're going to talk about media that helped shape us yeah. into the people we are now slash helped heal us. From traumatic, not traumatic, but like sad life events. Oh, yeah. yeah. Things that we enjoy, media that helped be, make us who we are, and, um, you know, uh, helped heal us when we were going through a rough time. Stuff stuff we maybe unhealthily relied on or coped with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben, what you got? Uh, I'm going to do this bookend style for, uh, for a thing I've been trying to work into a joke. Uh, so before I started the morphine withdrawals, I was watching, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, the movie. Nice. Uh, and it kicked off when the giant animated bird, like, turned into the fighter plane. Mm -hmm. That's when it started. Yeah. Uh, so what pulled me out of, like, a very deep psychosis for a week long that I didn't sleep, uh, was the Jake Gyllenhaal classic, Bubble Boy. What? Bubble Boy! Yeah! It's about it, a boy and he's in a bubble! Yeah. yeah, it was just very silly. And also, like, all the pop punk, like, f music from my, like, formative, like, childhood years. Like, the music that really felt like mine. Yeah. Because that's mainly what I listened to. It was like, oh, shit, they have, like, things can be fun and nonsensical. And why is Jake Gyllenhaal in a bubble? Uh, but it was just a very fun, goofy movie that kind of just pulled me out of my head. And was just funny and hilarious. And I still feel very self-conscious saying that in person. It's like, oh, what's a movie that you have? And, like, this always comes up on dates. Does it not for you guys? Uh, movies that you have an unhealthy coping mechanism with. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. go on dates. Yeah. So. Yeah. I went on one date with this year, and it turned out pretty well. So I've only gone on... Well, one first date at least. There you go. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's I like how it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, like no, no. why the fuck would it? But I'm pretty it's, sure it's a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure that's pre, uh, pre Donnie Darko. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe post Donnie Darko, but I'm pretty sure it's definitely pre Brokeback Mountain. Oh yeah, and that's sure. when that's when Mr. Jill Hall was like, "Time to get serious." I've been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. He still does some goofy stuff. Yeah. Like, his character He's, in Okja. But his goofy stuff is normally pretty, like, tame to dark. Convert. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, yeah, well, you're and, right. I, I, just, I literally just said Okja, which is a movie in which he uh, has a mental breakdown about animal abuse. Yeah. He's <laughs> so. also in Nightcrawler, which is kind of funny, but also super dark. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's also in Zodiac, which is... Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's the goofiest role he's ever had. He does play a cartoonist. <laughs> I don't think they call them that. They I think they're it. police sketch artists. No, no. In, in oh, the, he no, wait. He works in the newspaper. Yeah, he, he writes cartoons. I saw that movie exclusively for Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo was great in that goddamn he's movie. so good. He's uh, so good. So is RDJ. Fucking great movie. It's on Netflix if you haven't seen it by the time this comes out. I feel out. like RDJ and Mark Ruffalo just need to act Be against each other all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, just continue to star in movies together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I kind of want a buddy cop movie where Mark Ruffalo is the serious one and RDJ has a debilitating drug problem. And plays Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, you mean, <laughs> you, you mean RDJ? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> that face, though. What are what are some other uh, things that maybe helped form you as a young adult slash child? Uh, I remember the thing that really formed my dry, dark, fucked up sense of humor was watching a lot of Monty Python, the TV show, mm-hmm. not the movies with my mom and mainly my mom. We watch a lot of that, AbFab. Ab absolutely fabulous if you're not I love uh, that insulin, show. it's so much goddamn fun it's so funny uh, just a lot of british stuff and like a show that really made me very dry but also love food was um i think it was two fat ladies uh that was the name of the show it was these two older uh british like kind of grandmother ladies. I feel like I've heard of that. They would cook the best looking food because the beginning of the show was them riding on a motorcycle with a sidecar and crashing oh, through a man. book. Oh man, I wish sidecars were still a thing, huh? They are. They are? Yeah. I, I want to get one. I'd ride in a motorcycle sidecar. I want to get a little sidecar from my dog Spike and put some goggles on him and <laughs> shit. That'd be cool as fuck. I want to get a moped. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. won't stop you. <laughs> Just a lot of British humor and things like that. Uh, though, like, and it really paved the way for me to love things like Harry Potter and a lot of like just British media entirely, and just that accent becoming soothing to me in my later years. Mm, yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Um, I have a list. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of things. Uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls like are like games when I feel like I can't do anything right, which is very weird to say. Yeah, because that game's all about setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> well, it's just it, I've said this before. It's a fighting game from a different like angle. Yeah, very simple. Like Punch Out is like from the from behind, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of similar in the way that you like a third person view. But there's just something about like that Tetris, just very hard games really like something that i can sink my teeth into and that i can make very clear sense of like bloodborne it's all just r1 r2 dash it's all it goddamn is and it's just figuring out the tell for the different opponents and that's something i really enjoy uh because i like that and if i had more money i would play cards because i really enjoy figuring people out and figuring things out Hmm. uh let me think of something happy. Wait, cards is in like what? Poker, uh, like like just card <clears throat> games. You know, you just play card games. You don't have to have money. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, money does make it more interesting. <laughs> it gives it a point. Well, you can just like have chips. Yeah, but also, I played poker with souls. I played poker with shoes and pounds of flesh. Different kinds of souls. I play poker with cyborg parts. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Oh, shit, yeah, something happy. Uh, like, when I'm extra down in the dumps and, like, shit is, like, extra bad and old Taiki can't just pull himself out of that funk. Mm-hmm. Spyro the Dragon. Oh, uh, yeah! yeah. Especially Spyro s- isn't it, now that it's the been remastered. Dragon. And the He's Reignite, a purple dragon. The Reignited trilogy, <clears throat> the trilogy has made it a lot easier. Yeah, now, now I, you can do all three of them. Yeah, well, it's it's now I don't have to, like, either try and dig out my PlayStation or get an emulator to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, my phone will play it, but boy, does it not look good. But, yeah, like, specifically Spyro 2, that's my favorite. Yeah. That you can like your own. Like, there's three of them. Pick your own. 
none of the other ones exist. Uh, <laughs> there's only three. <laughs> there's only three. But yeah, like shit like that. Um, and then, for some reason, I think it, it was probably because when I was a child, my mom practiced the saxophone. I know this isn't exactly media per se that Go formed me. Take do it. But my mom played saxophone in band when would play it a little bit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like whenever I hear a saxophone, I get like the a cool like jolt of soothingness through my spine, which is always oh, nice. That's so lovely. Yeah. But those are the things that come to mind for me. Also saxophone, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't learn how to play an instrument like that when I was a kid. That's honestly now at this point I would either choose to learn the drums or saxophone. Most likely saxophone. The, the instruments I want to learn are banjo and um, violin. Nice. You can combine those. Man, imagine playing Into the... Into a fiddle? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, with the weird like finger thingies that you use for the banjo, yeah, play yeah. the violin with it. But pick it, your violin. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what's called, called picking. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, pretty negatively. I feel like yeah. that would ruin a violin. Yeah, yeah. You can pick your nose, but you can't pick a violin. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> do not. Do not. Yeah. I feel like um, that's we just gave very me answers to what instruments we want to yeah. learn. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like if you had to pick us off the street, you would be like, "Oh yeah, of course Ben wants to learn drums. Fucking of course he does." And then same with me, except you know banjo and violin. I still kind of want to learn how to play clarinet. My sister plays the clarinet. Nice. Does she have one? Can I buy it? I don't know if she still has hers, but you're welcome to. I'm, I'd be happy to ask you. Every time sure I to go to McKay's, it. I have I usually have enough store credit to get a really cheap, shitty clarinet, and I'm always like, yeah. man, what if I got a clarinet? Yeah, follow your Squidward dreams. <laughs> yeah, I would love to buy a banjo, but you know, I don't know the first thing. I'm sure I could find a teacher though. Oh yeah, I would rather find a kazooie. Who? Thanks. Thanks, All right. Can it be my turn? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. So media, media that's important to me, that helped make me who I am, slash healed me. A lot of this is going to have to deal with stuff I got into post my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's media that like I got into because of my dad, and that really helped me feel like a family again yeah or felt made it feel like i wasn't you know by myself yeah and those shows slash things are the legend of zelda the first legend of zelda game i played was um uh twilight princess it was right after the divorce and it's also the first video game i've ever beaten nice and i loved it it's honestly straight up one of the best Zelda games. <clears throat> it absolutely is. People yeah. shit on it, but I just don't think it's fair. Debatable. You can say... And it's like, sit down. Yeah. Sit. Yeah. People... Sit your ass yeah. down. Um, I mean, like, Link's Awakening is right there. <laughs> Some of us don't have a Game Boy, Travis. Some of us like saying things in third dimensions. And also, like, pretty... Some of us don't like side-scrollers. Eh... That's not me, but there yeah. are some people. Well, the thing I like or about... Or who prefer the 3D games to the side-scrollers. Twilight Princess has a really good... Side-scroller. Whatever. Like, open uh, fighting system, and it's, like, the first one where things were, like, broad. 
like other like Ocarina of Time, you had a couple of different fighting moves with the sword. Oh yeah, I will say the combat <clears throat> in Princess was really good. Yeah, because you were a- the first thing was you the were moves. able to move while you swung your sword. Yeah, and that was because of the Wiimote mechanics. Yeah. Did you play it on the Wii or the GameCube? GameCube. Yeah, even All with the, the GameCube, way. you could move. Yeah, better. even with mm-hmm. the GameCube. Um, I mean, it the also GameCube was a superior version. Yeah. There was also uh, just different moves you could do, like um, like the helm splitter and shit. Yeah, yeah. like Ocarina of Time ha- still had the whole like the you know zippy around move where it, you we do it in a circle. Well, yeah, that's mm. a classic Zelda thing. Classic Zelda, but Twilight Princess had. so so many moves. Yeah. Also, the best companion character, and I will fight you I, on no, that. No, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Midna is the best companion. I'm going to go ahead and say most companion characters, other than Midna, and then also the fairy from Majora's Mask, whose name I've forgotten. Tattle. Yeah. No, Tail? I can't remember. Tall. Something. Something. It's yeah. Tattle. Yeah. 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 Tattle and Tail. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is Tattle. Okay. Um. Uh. But they really stand out as like best companion characters. Well, do we count what's her face from Wind Waker? Um, I don't because she's not really a companion character. The pirate. Yeah. No. no. Who's secretly Princess Zelda? The companion character in that one would be the King, the of, the King Red of Red. Lions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's what I was saying because. But, but he doesn't go into like fucking dungeons and shit with you. No, yeah, no, 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 only one. Yeah. But Minna definitely is like. I'm, I mean, I don't know, man. I think that she is the cutest. All right. Yeah. I don't mean it like that way. I mean like <laughs> like I mean in like uh you know, like actually made like like whenever Navi would speak it was annoying. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah. Like Midna would make noises but like oh that's kind of adorable. I will say she's also the only companion character other than Fee or Fi or whatever the fuck her name was. Fee. To have like a form as opposed yeah. to just being a glowing dot mm, with true. wings. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, okay, she was the cutest out of the limited choices we have. <laughs> yeah. Considering we can only compare her to Fee, yeah. who sucked. So yeah. uh I think we can all agree. Fee, definitely the worst companion character. Oh, absolutely. And then in Breath of the Wild, the Switch is your companion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no official companion character. God. Um, I will also say this. This is just my bias because, like, Twilight Princess was definitely the first Zelda game I played. And also um, one of the only video games I was really playing at the time. Right. But I just remember Twilight Princess looking beautiful well i have the uh the hd remaster for the wii u yeah and all they really did was they didn't they kind of upscaled it a little bit but they kept it pretty true to original form and it is beautiful i mean looking back now especially that now that we've got breath of the wild to compare it to it looks like a video game of the time well yeah the thing is that it was real heavy on that bloom effect yeah yeah but at the time, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know mm-hmm. they made video games like this. Because well, yeah. the only and, thing I'd played before was, like, the Aladdin game. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Crash Bandicoot Racing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Those are two strong pulls. <laughs> Some Mario games. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Pokemon. Uh, the gold Pokemon. Pokemon gold. Pokemon That's gold. Yeah. The golden yeah. one. The best one. Um, other media that really helped me <laughs> post post parents divorce, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, um, that's a show that my, uh, my dad, well, we, my whole family except for my mom, but like me, my sister, my brother, 
and my dad, we all got into it. Nice. And in fact, for Christmas, for three years, I got him the DVDs. And uh, I'm really excited to see the first and only live action Avatar The Last Airbender, what Netflix is going to do. Oh, yeah. That's Super right. pumped about it. The only one that's ever existed. The only one that's I've even ever heard of. I can't think of any other live action Avatar The Last Airbender things at all. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. It can't be bad. I mean, what are they going to do? Cast a white kid as Aang and call him Ong? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody's weird fever dream. Huh. You know, Dragon Ball Evolution is my favorite. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of media that helped heal me when I was a kid, Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> oh, boy. It reminded me that anyone could get work, and I really shouldn't be that sad. It also reminded me of my lifelong... Oh, man. Justin Chatwin. Just that guy. You know what I mean? I have so many feelings about Justin Chatwin, because he's been in three movies that I've seen that I'm like, Wow garbage yeah <laughs> he's in the chum scrubber oh that sounds like garbage he's in the, in the invisible yeah and dragon ball evolution and every time i see him i'm like mr chatwin yeah what Why? but then he was also in shameless and that was great oh, so okay. he's not a bad actor he just fourth time to charm bad has, agent i think yeah probably um but uh I'm also going to go ahead and say um, Doctor Who. Yeah. Very important. Um, I'm also going to throw Trigun in there. Hell yeah. And any any media that has a pacifist hero. Um, I love pacifist heroes. Mm-hmm. I also like main characters who are really just too lazy to do anything. Yeah. It's always and fun. They, they, they get lumped into the same grouping. Why yeah. are they a pacifist? Eh, they're mm. just tired. They don't yeah. feel like it. They don't, they're not into it right now. Um, but I think that uh, like when I write and when I create characters that are in video games, like th- th- I definitely am inspired by the likes of Vash and... We'll go ahead and throw Edward Gellork in there as well. Oh, yeah. And the Doctor. Um, characters who don't want to hurt anyone mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, use their brains to get out of situations. Because that's the type of person I want to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm all for that. Like, in my early D&D days, like, I would always make characters that would, like, their absolute last resort would be attacking someone physically. My current D&D character is that way. Yeah. And true, it's partly because they're so weak that if they get into a <laughs> confrontation with anybody, they're going to get fucked up immediately. And also they're a criminal and they're trying to hide their criminal selves. But they don't, they, they you know, that character, Izzy truly at heart doesn't want to hurt anybody and is always trying to talk their way out of the situation. Always, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Also just because they want to see if they can do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> my D&D characters were always shoot arrows first and then what are questions? Nice. <laughs> what even are those <laughs> questions? Um, it was like a brand of arrows. But Doctor Who was also something that I got into because of my dad. I mean, the new Who came out in 2005. I was 14 years old. Uh, and my dad immediately, I think he, I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he watched classic Who as a kid. I don't know how. I don't know how anyone got access to Classic Who if they weren't in Britain. I think cable in the seventies you could get BBC. I think um, I think if you were a super big nerd, you could probably find DVDs of Classic Who. Probably or like on tape or something. 
I, I think there were ways VH he could access it. Something. Yeah. Um, but he was super into uh, Christopher Eccleston's Doctor, and that was something that we just really got into. I was a huge fan of Doctor Who up through college. I even um, went to England in college, and we went to the Doctor Who Museum. Nice. And um, I owned the Torchwood DVDs, as ashamed as I am to say. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's not a good show. <laughs> yeah, we've um, all got things in our closets. And then um, I had one more thing. Shit, what is it? Fuck. It's a TV show. Also came. Oh, Supernatural! <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural! <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, that one felt like a little on the nose. I really did forget for a second there <laughs> that I was going to say Supernatural. See, I was like, there's two sides of this coin. It's either going to be you, Hakusho, yeah. or Supernatural. Um, hey, you said the thing. Uh, Supernatural, super important show to me. I, uh, you know, started watching it again around the time when my parents got divorced. And um, I don't know why I clung to that podcast so quick, or that podcast, that television show so quickly. And um, part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> By God. Have you figured it out yet? No, I have not. All right. I'm just here because I wanted to rewatch my favorite show in the slowest way possible. Sure. Week by week <laughs> with several breaks in between, baby. Hey, do you want to watch this show like beginning to end? As God with intended. With your friends? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, we're going to do it once a week for the rest of your life. I, I don't like. I don't feel like that's like a, ble a bad place maneuver. I feel like it's a middle place maneuver. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the mediocre place. It's like, hey, you know how you can totally binge media? Fuck that. We're doing this one week at a fucking time. <laughs> and we're taking breaks for the summer. Can yep. I get it? Wow. <laughs> what? what? Um, but yeah, Supernatural. Uh, obviously, huge fan of the show. I read fan fiction back in the day. And, um, you know, even though I stopped watching, it wasn't something that I could just cast off because... Mm -hmm. I would still think about it and I'd go back and rewatch my favorite episodes and say it was my favorite show that ended at season five and or after season five. And um, Man, well, we're now I'm doing a podcast yeah, about it. Yeah. Now the, the show's almost over. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> we're almost done. So yeah. yeah, that's both true and untrue. Oh, so <laughs> um, Low tier. Yeah. And I used to show it to everybody. I wanted everybody to be. I did not understand why people didn't love Supernatural as much as I did. Yeah. Because I would show it around. Like I would, I showed, you know, my family. I would show friends. I would be like, oh my God, this is the best TV show. Just fucking wait. Because this was before like Tumblr, right? So you, if you wanted a fandom community, you either like went like on LJ, mm -hmm. right? Or wrote fan fiction, which is not what I was doing. For Supernatural. What the fuck is LJ? Live, Live Journal. Journal. Uh, God, get with the fucking times, Ben. Get with the lingo. I was too cool for shit like that. Fucking hell. <laughs> Just stab me in the back next time. It'll hurt less. Yeah. You know what's worse is I wasn't cool enough for that shit. Fucking shit. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I didn't have it. I didn't have a Live Journal either. No. But yeah, I think... It was something because I was sharing a computer with my family. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I was already oh, risking yeah. it all going on fanfiction.net. I didn't want mm -hmm. them to find out about everything. Oh, yeah. I didn't even have a MySpace till it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a MySpace and I did have a Zanga. 
Oh, nice. Did you, have, did you have his GeoCities? I did not have a GeoCities. I think I had I a miss, GeoCities. I miss GeoCities. I didn't even get into fucking, um, whatchamahoosits, Neopets. Yeah, I, I was I so isolated on the internet. Like, I had an AIM account. Yeah. I didn't even have AIM. It. I did MSN. What? Yeah, I did MSN. Oh my god! Here's the oh, thing: you... is like I didn't have, I didn't do Live Journal or MySpace or anything. I did this uh, thing called it was Pixo, P I Z Z O, and it is where I would go to do my like role playing stuff because it was it was a website builder basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you could build your own site. So me and this little like network of uh, text based role players, we all had our own little sites. So, like, you know, we'd have, like, fight scenes or something going on. Like, each site, each person's site was a setting. So, like, somebody's site was, like, a forest setting. And somebody's site was, like, an urban city setting. And Mm -hmm. someone was, like, a steampunk aesthetic setting. So, it was this cool little, like, world we built out of Hmm. a network of websites. And we all had, like, here's a link to all the, like, here's the text box and here's, like, the the info that's about all the characters that you play and here's all the links to the different sites so you have fast hyperlinks to them instead of having to type in the url yeah hmm. interesting so i'll go ahead and kick off my turn yeah, by saying go that ahead. fucking website uh actually so it indirectly zelda because how i got into doing this was um it was like I was in middle school and I had just gotten a computer. I think that's what it was. Or no, I, I basically I had started discovering the Internet more and more. And I was um, it was like my parents were out for the night and I was watching like whatever was on Toonami or Adult Swim or something. And I was playing a Zelda game and I was looking up Zelda walkthroughs. Here comes ZeldaGuide.com. Oh, yeah. And they had this little uh, text, uh, like, chat feature. little chat box on the side of the website. And I saw people in there, like, talking to each other. But it wasn't about Zelda shit. <laughs> oh, God, no. They were doing little roleplay things. And so I hop in on this action. And yeah, we do. were all named after, like, different Zelda characters and everything. Who were you named after? Uh, Tattle, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, One of the best companions that Zelda's ever had. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I was tattle, and then um, then after a while, like some of the people that regular regularly on there started like not being on there as much as like, hey, where where have you been? Like, oh, we're all on this site. You should make your own. And I was like, okay, cool. So this whole like network of text based role playing things it really shaped kind of like how I. Like do D and D characters and how I play, um, how I play other video games, just kind of based on how I interacted with these other people in in this little community that we had. That's pretty cool. And then so Pixo started coming like coming down, like the the site started being not at, like basically the the maintenance on it started. It was always really slow after a while, and then it shut it shut down after a few years. Um, but we all transferred to MSN Messenger. As you do. And like As friends. Yeah and, yeah, and I still I still talk to some of those people. I never had the courage to do anything like that because I was so... Because, again, shared a computer with my family. So I was so terrified of, like, 
downloading a virus yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or something oh, like man. ruining the computer man we had completely opposite childhoods I was, you um, love to download viruses onto your family yeah. computer. Well, yeah, I used LimeWire. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well, see, I waited till I had my own personal computer to get LimeWire. Man, fuck that. I was like, let me get these typo negative singles. Oh, Dude, man. I remember when we got a computer as a family. Like, I remember, you know, that we had it delivered and my mom and dad being like, you guys want to see this cool thing? And us, you know, me being like... <gasps> I remember because we had a split level house and there were these like three stairs Mm -hmm. that would lead to like the higher portion of the house where all the bedrooms were. Right. And then the computer was in the living room. And I remember sitting on those stairs, watching them set up the computer and it being like the first, our first home computer. Hell yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I must have been like, I don't know, maybe like nine, nine or ten. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like kind of late. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I yeah. definitely remember my yeah. grandmother having a computer when we lived with her, and that was when I was, like, five. Yeah. So, but my grandmother worked in computers, so. Yeah. Made sense that she'd have one at home. Yeah. She had a Mac, one of the original oh, ones. Nice. Yeah. What uh, what company did your grandmother work for? She worked for uh, the Arsenal. Uh, my grandmother worked at uh, Anagraph. Oh, neat. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Grandma's so pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty I'll, badass. Um, yeah, I'll keep the internet train rolling along because Choo-choo. honestly, like from Choo-choo. middle school Choo-choo. all the way up till, um, <clears throat> all the way up till like I graduated high school, I was really into like internet content. Um, I, I got really into a lot of different YouTubers like Mystery Guitar Man, Wheezy Waiter, <laughs> um, uh, Karen. Karen, uh, I was when I was in like middle school and early high school. I was into the Channel Awesome guys, the that guy with the glasses and yeah, that whole yeah, network. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, that's a weird thing to say now with yeah. you know the stuff that's coming out about that um, network. I think, I think we've all been into people who you know we were like, oh my god, these people are amazing and they're wonderful and blah blah blah, and then shit comes out and we're like, oh fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, we were literally talking that. Yeah, we were just talking about Jontron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so I was really into like. Um... He used to be a huge Sargon of a cod fan. <laughs> yes, fucking kidding. Fuck him. He is trash. Okay. God, anyways. I really hope nothing bad comes out about Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if people find out about my Stalin phase, it's gonna be real embarrassing. Real embarrassing for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then I also like that's how I found out about like Lindsay Ellis because she was the nostalgia chick. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And all but uh, all kinds of people like that and that's start what really started getting me like thinking critically about media yeah um because that's all it was it was people thinking critically about media and i kind of like you know as you do as a kid you kind of latch on to people's opinions and then eventually i kind of i was able to start like making my own hell yeah man i kind of wish i'd watch stuff like that instead of like foamy the squirrel and yeah fingers (laughs) that being said i do not regret watching oh yeah no well, most of Foamy. I'm going to add on one thing. What's that? Unless, are you done? No, I, I got uh, at least one more thing. Okay, go ahead and do that, because I want to add on a thing. All right. I, I already did it. <laughs> I'm sure I've alluded to this on the show before, but I will say My Little Pony. 
And we you, love you. Yeah. You do you. You no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, yeah, that was a whole deal. <laughs> but the thing about that is that like community of people that watched My Little Ponies, um, it got me into like producing music independently, mm-hmm. and it got me into watching other animation that I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise, like watching Adventure Time and regular show and all kinds of stuff. This is the other thing? Rewind a little bit. Uh, Hanna Barbera era Cartoon Network. Hell yeah! Big, big influence on me and how I like you know uh, comedy and cartoons and stuff like that. Oh yeah! Like Ed and Nettie, Johnny Bravo, uh, I Am Weasel, The Grim Adventures of the Billy Grim and Mandy. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. God that damn. probably influenced um, my humor a lot. Evil yeah. Concarne. Um, oh yeah, Evil Concarne. Cow and Chicken. Cow and Chicken. Yeah, all of that kind of Cow stuff. Cow Courage. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Courage the Cowardly Dog. All that. So, and then fast forward to. Oh, this is a bunch of um, TV shows I was not allowed to watch as a child. Yeah, but did anyway. Fast forward to My Little Pony, which was created by Lauren Faust, or at least this generation of it was created by Lauren Faust, who is married to Craig McCracken, who did Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. And um, and Craig McCracken was also, I think, roommates with uh, Jendi Tartofsky, who did Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack. Oh, shit. That kind of stuff. That's why a lot of those uh, Cartoon Network shows from back then all have the same sound library. Yeah. Because they're all... And in the same creative same. teams. Because uh-huh. yeah. Lauren Faust worked on Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She worked on Iron Giant, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's what got me into it, is I was like, oh, shit, Lauren Faust. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, from there, I branched off into watching, like, Adventure Time. And I got really into Adventure Time. And I wrote an album of music about Adventure Time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you want to download that, go to teaintheTreehouse.bandcamp.com. Boom. Bam! All right. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 like the way I make music and everything like that. Like I never would have gotten into that if I hadn't been part of that community. Well, you know. I'll, I'll say this: for every super gross fan of any fandom, there's probably like ten or twenty like dudes like you that are like doing positive things out in the world or at least I hope that's how it works. Oh yeah. There is there's nothing wrong with little my little pony as mm. a show. From yeah. what I have heard yeah. from both oh, fans who are actually wholesome. children mm-hmm. and or adult fans of the show, the show is great. It has excellent messages for kids and yeah. honestly probably for adults too. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, when my sister worked in special needs, like they would use it as a tool. Yeah. To help like process like emotions and things. And I also don't have a problem with like male fans of the show because I don't want to say that like this show's for young girls, therefore male fans can't be a you know, can't yeah. enjoy it. Right. Now that being said, there are a lot of cringy fans of the show and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you're taking something that exists for the enjoyment of children and Yeah. Yeah. Hurting it. Yeah. I'd say that's an, a good word choice. Yeah, hurting. But you can say that about a lot of fandoms for mm-hmm. things that are totally fine. Like, there are people who dislike Steven Universe because of the Steven Universe fandom. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah Even a- though that would never be a reason for me to dislike or like something. Yeah. Um, I, I get it because if you really love something and you want to contribute to the fandom, it's hard because they're gatekeepers. Yeah. We've talked about this before, how like, you know, there are, there are terrible people who are part of any fandom and, um, 
they're trash and I don't like them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great. Anyways. <laughs> uh, speaking of fandom things, though, the thing I was going to add is uh, fan fiction. Yeah. For oh, better or for totally. worse. Mm-hmm. Something that helped influence me a lot. I started writing. And when I started writing, I oh, wrote yeah. fan fiction. Um, I used to write all the time. And I used to read, like, a lot. And I still read a lot. And I still write a lot. But I write comedy now. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I write, I'm writing sketches. I'm writing jokes. I don't write fiction like I used to. And I'd really like to get back into it. Yeah, I got into writing fiction a little bit because of the role-playing thing. Because yeah. eventually, like, we would write these kind of, like, like, like character backstories. And, the, and we would write these, like, little solo events about, like, why this character is acting like this now. Yeah. And stuff. So it was kind of like my first foray into writing fiction. And I've done a little bit of that. Uh, and I'm trying to, I'm working, I'm still working on a project now that is a fictional fantasy thing. So maybe that'll see the light of day. Man, when I was in <laughs> high school, I just wanted to be Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Like yeah. I wanted to be an amalgamation of the two of them. I wanted to be as hilarious as Terry Pratchett is and as witty and biting as he is. And I wanted to be as creative and inspired as I think Neil Gaiman is. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to write all the time and nothing was ever very good, but I'd write short stories and all this shit. And I, I really miss it. I want to get back into it. But I don't know. Uh, fan fiction really helped like influence the things I was interested in. And um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I learned about sex from fan fiction. Totally. Heterosexual and homosexual, both male, you know, like gay man sex mm-hmm. and lesbian sex. And uh, probably wouldn't have learned anything about like, I mean, a lot of the sex that's portrayed in fan fiction is wildly inaccurate and is definitely not a good way to get sex education. I mean, it's more like general pornography. Yeah, that too. But also like, uh, it's different pornography. Like a lot of porn that... I was exposed to at the age I was getting into fan fiction um, was shit that like was wildly unrealistic, violently heterosexual. And if it was homosexual, it was always lesbian porn and it was always just like nonsense. Yeah. Stuff that I know now is nonsense, but didn't know at the time. Right. And so reading fan fiction, even though a lot of it is like, whoa Mm -hmm. it was also um better than nothing yeah you know what i mean because i definitely wasn't getting sex education in the school i went to or at least not good at sex education yeah like um i remember like being 14 and and being like man i'm really interested in sex i'm really interested in like doing sexual stuff and then going and and having that be from fan fiction which take from that what you will yeah but then like going into sex education classes and being like oh no this is terrible yeah and then and literally getting scared by the idea of sex wait you had plural classes i just had the one okay we just had the one too yeah but this does remind me of something i would like to add on this like the sex thing and things like that Mm -hmm. the nanny yeah, the nanny. God, I love that show. Oh my oh, god, the television show. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. oh, it's so goddamn good. She's the nanny. Yeah, so good. All right, well, I think it's time. Yeah, Is I it think Taya it's time Jimmy? to watch this anime. 
<laughs> All right. It's live action anime <laughs> yep. I mean, that we're watching. It it's it's uh, it's the uh, Dragon Ball universe or Dragon Ball evolution <laughs> that we am- deserve. This American K drama. <laughs> uh, is, is this an A drama? <laughs> I'm getting really big into A dramas. Nah, that, that's like something. that's like all my children and shit. That's an A drama. That's an A drama. <laughs> that's a USA drama. A U drama. US of mm-hmm. A drama. Um What is this episode called? Yeah, what's it called? This episode is called I Believe the Children Are Our Future. Oh, what do you think it's about, Travis? What's it about, Travis? Um Answer the question, Travis. Gun to your head, Travis. Oh god. Into your balls, Travis. I believe the children are our future. Something, something. Watch them learn. So, <laughs> this is going to be a flashback episode. And it's going to be all in first person. From whose perspective? From, well, it's a mystery. Oh, is it Bobby? I don't know. Well, we'll see. So, what this person does is they go around from house to house. And uh, they visit all of the little children. And if the mom interrupts him, he fucking murders them. Oh, is it the board game, uh, Don't Wake Daddy? Yes, yeah, it's Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> that game was what weird. happens in that board game? What? <laughs> I have it. Let's play it. I'm sorry, do children die? Well, it's just a knife. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Children are impervious against those. Yeah. That's why you can just give a child a knife and nothing will happen because they can't hurt themselves on knives or yeah. anyone else. Basically becomes like a rubber foam toy when it's in a child's hand. Oh, yeah. Like knives didn't become real in my hands until I was like 12. Yeah. Same. Same Z's. Mm-hmm. It is a post-pubescent weapon only. Yeah. I don't think you're post-pubescent when you're 12. You're pubescent. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Well, that was fun. I've learned something very dark about a board game several of my peers have enjoyed. Oh, it's so much fun. Too. I never played yeah. it. I was more of a clue gal myself. Oh. Clue and sorry. Oh, I liked sorry. Sorry is a lot of fun. I couldn't get anybody to play it with me. I get the feeling that Ben was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, do you get that? Yeah. Like, maybe Ben's a little bit of a dick when it mm-hmm. comes to board games. Yeah, maybe. Well, the only people I've played board games with is my own family, and we're a bunch of assholes. True. <laughs> we take Clue very seriously in my family. Oh, yeah. It is New Year's. It's a New Year's tradition. We always play Clue, and, like, early as New Year's Eve. Nice. And um, we we get hardcore <laughs> yeah i've never played clue it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun all right well i don't know if that's gonna happen travis uh i wouldn't be surprised in a show like this that's definitely a plot yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> yep it yeah. definitely is it definitely is <laughs> it's a plot it's a plot that's for sure if it's not a plot it's a we would all agree it's definitely a plot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it what happens in this episode hard maybe <laughs> Who who who's the guy who's going around killing kids? Oh yeah, so no no no, not killing kids, killing the oh, moms. Oh, killing the mom. Sorry. All right, so and then it pans out, and then you see Samuel Winchester, but his eyes are teal. Are <laughs> you just pointing at your eyes? Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Winchester, not not our stalwart Sam Winchester. You mean? You mean uh, Daddy Winchester? No, I mean the Boy King of Hell, Sam Winchester. Oh shit, he's a murderer now. <laughs> I mean, he murders humans, I guess now. Yep. 
Well, this is an interesting concept theory. Uh, I guess let's watch it. And then Sam awakes from a dream. Oh, no. God. No. Oh, Why would you do that to us? This is terrible. I don't want to watch it now. I quit. <laughs> So that was a great episode of Good Omens we just watched. (laughs) (laughs) I really loved the ending of that one. It's time. Yep. It was all discuss how supernatural poached from Good Omens. Oh, absolutely. Which is not a bad thing. I understand poach is a bad word. So let's switch it out with was inspired by or took influence from. Um, Or was stolen. Or totally stole from. I don't think it's totally. It's not totally stolen. No, I. I honestly, of the two, like Crowley, Crowley. So it's Crowley and Good Omens, mm-hmm. and Crowley and Supernatural. Right. Crowley is definitely based off of Crowley. There's oh, just yeah. no. They're both well dressed demons who fuck around and don't want the apocalypse to happen. Nice. So like, um. Like, that's definitely, that to me is more like of a ripoff, let's say, sort of in the same thing of like Deathstroke and Deadpool, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, uh, like, D- D- Deadpool is definitely a ripoff off Deathstroke. Totally. There's no question about it, that's just a thing. Like, but but Jesse is more inspired by Adam mm-hmm. um, from Good Omens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a big part of it is, like, didn't you find a tweet where Kripke, Kripke, like, hard confirmed, like, yes. Oh, yeah. This is not speculation. Kripke was like, yep, these were the influences. And I think that's a bigger, like, to say someone stole something is to say, okay, they, like, took inspiration from this piece of work or, like, just straight up, like, took from it. But then made no acknowledgement that the other thing existed. Right? Oh, I don't think I. I don't think that Kripke stole. No, no, no. That. I oh. think that it's a rip off, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. No. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like the people who usually like you see that have like stolen stuff in yeah. the past with media are people like Elvis, who are who it's like, oh yeah, these are all my songs. It's like yeah. they're not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a definitely a thing. Like Elvis stole from a disenfranchised class mm-hmm. um, to sell to white people who were squeamish about liking black music. Yeah. Whereas Eric Kripke was influenced by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, but they're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're both like middle class English white dudes who just want to write and they've done that and that's cool i'm also going to go ahead and say this until about 10 seconds ago nobody really knew unless you were a fan of terry pratchett and neil gaiman you probably hadn't come across good omens right yeah good omens was a cult classic it is a weird book and a weird television show yeah but when crowley was first created there's a very good chance that like Nobody had ever, nobody knew, like, what the inspiration right, was Right, yeah, like. I mean, a very select few. Yeah, yeah, for people who 
are already going to be fans of Supernatural, of mm-hmm. things like Supernatural, because they're already fans of things like Good Omens. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't read Good Omens when I first started watching um, Supernatural, although I will say by the time Crowley came around, I probably had read the book by that point. Right. Because I read the book in high school. And this would have been, this season would have come out after high school, so... Yeah, I feel like I definitely had heard, at least heard of Good Omens before I had ever heard of Supernatural. But we also kind of run in the same circles. Yeah, but that's also because I was never really interested in... I I was more interested in Terry Pratchett before I became interested in, like, genre television. Sure. So, that's, fair. that's part of it. Um, I was a Terry Pratchett fan before I was a Neil Gaiman fan, and I started reading Neil Gaiman because of Good Omens. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, holy shit, where have you been all my life? Yeah. Mr. Gaiman, you're amazing. Um, So, yeah, so when we say, like, poached or ripped off, like, it's not, we're not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, like. It's easier to say than inspired by the whole time. Yeah. Well, that, but also, I feel like, I feel like, again, because Jesse and Adam are very, they have similarities, but they're more different. Yeah. But Crowley and Crowley are very similar. And like almost like imitations you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying to say i don't know if i've been explaining that very well Do you're you doing your saying? best thanks for nodding ben you're welcome all right yeah um so how are jesse and adam similar well they're both children they're both the antichrist they're both the antichrist uh, and they're both incredibly powerful they're wi- both wizards specifically reality warpers yes because Oh, both specific. Yeah, the reality warpers where whatever they believe is true becomes, becomes real. Yeah. So Adam in Good Omens, like, wants to save the whales. Mm-hmm. So he brings the kraken up from the deep to destroy a whaling ship because he believes the kraken exists. Right. Um, or, like, that aliens yeah, well, let, come to bring messages of peace so that happens. Like, specifically with these two, like, with Adam, it's... He reads a bunch of like conspiracy theory magazines, yeah, and all of those conspiracy theories start coming true. But they're not harmful conspiracy, right? Well, mm, the Kraken ones. The Kraken one is kind of harmful. But and then with Jesse, it's like all these like practical jokes and kind of like kids fairy tales, like yeah. the Tooth Fairy and there, like the Shock Buzzer. Your hands will get hairy. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff starts yeah. becoming real. Um, if you eat. Pop rocks and drink Coke, your stomach will explode. Mm-hmm. It was always a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. The Tooth Fairy steals all your teeth. What parent? I get that they had to give it a supernatural twist. Yeah. But, like, what parent is telling their child that the Tooth Fairy is a grown-ass man who will steal all of your teeth and give you quarters in exchange? I don't know. I feel like... God, the children's episode were fucked up. Well, no, I feel like this was kind of... Jesse's extrapolation, kind of yeah. like the little girl, yeah, where she was like, "Oh, so some f- freaky weirdo shows up and then takes my teeth and then leaves." That's fucking weird. Kids these days, am I right? Yeah. Oh my god. Kids these days with their pliers. Also, the three children we see in the episode are terrifying. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say this: I do not believe the children are our future. Yeah. Jesse's the best of the bunch, and he, you know, leads to the death of some people. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do it on purpose, but still. Yeah. Another way he's similar to Adam is that um, they he you know the demons were supposed to be keeping track of him, and they fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They lose him immediately. 
I love that. I will say in Good Omens, it's much more hilarious how yeah. it happens. Uh, Good old three baby Monty. Yeah, yep. Yep. Um, but in, in this show, it's really dark and fuck up, fucked up, which is supernatural to it. Yeah, yeah, that's the supernatural thing for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, so Jesse, based off Adam, which is something I really enjoy because uh, I like to know creators' influences into things. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I love Good Omens, and I love Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, and I like to say, say things that remind me of that. Mm-hmm. And I fucking knew it. I called it. And then I found a tweet that was Eric Kripke's, like, other influences, and one of them was Hellblazer. And I was like, I fucking knew, I knew that Castiel's look came from Constantine. Mm -hmm. I knew it. I was fucking right. And how the gods work is very similar to Sandman. And American Gods. Yeah. Which are both penned by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So. I tried to say that in such a non-spoilery way for our friend here. We saw it last episode, and in the Christmas episode. Oh, yes. Where the gods need They need people belief. to believe in them, yeah. yeah. That's well, how that, they get their power. Kinda, that's also a little Terry Pratchett's hogfather, too. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett were drinking the same juice. Oh, definitely. When it came to that, because that's a huge thing in American gods. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why the gods exist in America, is because immigrants came over from their home country and brought their beliefs with them. Yeah. So, and no, I don't feel bad about spoiling anything to do with either of those books, because they've both been out for fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Okay? If I get any messages that are like, oh, you spoiled the Amazon series, I'm going to be like, read the fucking book, okay? You- it's been out since 89 or 90. Yeah. You Something also like had that. To, you had time to finish the show. Yeah, it's a very short show. Yeah, Six very episodes. short show. Yeah. If you were going to read the book, you would have been doing it by now. If you happen to be in the middle of the book and you're reading it for the first time, tough. Sorry about it. <laughs> <Yes>. Sorry <laughs> about it. Whoops. Get over it, I guess. Man, I had somebody, I went to coffee and one of my friends there was like, I was like, oh my God, I just saw the TV show and it was so good. Now I want to go back and reread the book. And I was and I was talking about it, and then she went, hey, "Don't spoil it for us." And what I was the like, fuck? "The book has been out for decades. What do you mean spoil it? It's it's done. It's happened." Yeah. Oh God, well, I haven't read it. Well, go read it then, mm-hmm. bitch. I want to fucking talk about it. I'm sorry, I called you a bitch. Um, <laughs> it's like people who get up in arms about like Harry Potter being spoil- spoiled. Yeah. I like the Avengers. No fucking... We know how it's going to end. No fucking shit, man. Yeah. yeah it's literally called Endgame. Yeah. The game's end. That's yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. Snape kills... Let's bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave I'm, it Snape I'm gonna kills. Ke- yeah, I'm going to keep Snape kills and Snape then bleep killed. out the name. Yeah. <laughs> Let people guess. So, um, despite its similarities to Good Omens, what do we think about the episode? I liked it. It was pretty... Um, it's probably Pretty cool. on formula for Supernatural, it seems. Yeah. It was all for you, Jesse. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> you got the reference. I feel like this episode had some wacky shenanigans. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. also just hit you right yeah. in the heart mm-hmm. with, those, with those feelings. Feel Definitely. Good. They hit you right in that rape string. And I really liked Jesse, too. Yeah, I, I really enjoy yeah. his character. He's this uh, little kid. He's like, well, how, how old do you think he is? Like nine, eight, eight, eight or nine? nine? Yeah. yeah. Um, I am so bad at telling kids ages because that Me little girl too. with the tooth fairy, I was like, she's five, but it probably she's not. She might have been like six or seven. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
he's, you know, like, when he finds out what happened, there's not even a question of, like, what he should do. He just absolutely makes the right choice. Oh, yeah. And, um, God, that's so refreshing. A Mm -hmm. character not fucking up for once. I know, right? A joy. Do you think this is going to get dark? Feel free to bleep me out. Uh, do you think that originally that Kripke or some of the writers was like, Cass is totally going to kill that kid, but the producers wouldn't let them or the network wouldn't let them? Nah. You think that would have been too dark for Cass? No. I I think, well, I think the way it happened is the way it was supposed to happen even originally, mm. because that's how Jesse first figures out that he has powers, mm. is he turns Cass into a tiny little action figure. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the first one that he sees, like, directly in front of him. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, I don't think they were going to go that dark with it. Now, I do have a theory that is pretty dark. Um, I think, no, I don't think this happened, but I think it's possible Mm. that Jesse wished himself out of existence. Man. I, I can see that. That's such an anime thing. That's a thing that happens in well, so many anime. Yeah. That's what the fuck this is. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Kripke wasn't taking... I don't I don't think that's what the writers intended. No, well, it's or Im- that's what happened. Yeah, it's implied he zaps himself to Australia. Yeah, it's implied that he zaps himself to Australia. But like, but I don't Australia? know, man. <laughs> alternate zone Australia (laughs) because we can't really talk about this without spoiling it but I'm just going to go ahead and do it after this episode Jesse is never seen or heard from again I kind of figured yeah and nobody even mentions him Mm. like he doesn't even get like a nod yeah like Cass isn't like oh fucked up almost killed that kid Sam and Dean don't talk about him we never hear a demon be like where's that fucking it where did I put that Antichrist? Like, it yeah. never is mentioned. I was thinking about that at the end of the episode. Sorry to interrupt. It's fine. Um, go on. Caius is never like, you guys remember when I was an action figure for like 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, towards the end of the episode, I was like, okay, so we're, we're either, we're going to get one of two things. We're either going to get some little flash about where he is at the very end of the season, like once the apocalypse is done or whatever. Yeah. Or we're never going to hear from him again. Those were like my two immediate thoughts. He'll be sipping Sambuca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I would really love it if the show did something with Jesse. If they suddenly like remembered he existed and yeah. brought him back. Um, I don't think they will, especially now that the last season is upon us. Right. Well, <laughs> I do feel like there are a lot of tools in that old Kripke toolbox. They might be pulling out for one last ride. I mean, I it makes thoroughly sense. believe it, man. It's definitely if they do bring him back, they're going to, a la the tenth Doctor, be like, "Here's all this shit. Do you remember all these characters? Mm-hmm. Let's do one big victory lap around these, you know, yeah. side yeah. pieces." It'll be the beach episode because <laughs> it's an anime. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> there aren't any beaches in America. Okay. None. Zero. They're Zero. all Australia. Zero. The only beaches that exist are in Australia. Yeah. And only because it's an island, so. Man, let's let's run with this conspiracy theory. 
There are no beaches in America. <laughs> <laughs> Nor birds. <laughs> They're all government conspiracies. Yep. Or trees. Um, Don't say that to Travis. But because of the fact... What you took inspiration from doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> because of the fact that... Uh, he never is mentioned again or like, I mean, okay, maybe he's like mentioned. Do you think it's not just that he wrote himself out of existence, but he completely removed himself from people's minds? Oh, he well, he didn't do that because we saw the note. Right. Also, that's... Sam and Dean and Cass remember him. All right, that's fair. Uh, yeah, when, when there was the, the scene where he was like, I got to go say goodbye to my parents. I got a very strong like... Hermione obliviating her parents kind of vibe. I was just like... (gasps) If that note hadn't been there and like we'd cut to Sam and Dean waking up in a motel confused as to why they were even in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh shit. Yeah. But because there was, he did leave a note for his parents, I don't think he Hermione'd them. But for a second I thought it was going there. That would have been a cool scene if like Cass was sitting on the mantle. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why am I in this house? Um no, I, I think it's possible that he Hermione did his own parents. Because he left a note for them. No, he, I thought he left a note for Sam and Dean. No, no, no. It was for his parents. Because oh. the note says we don't get to see what it says on the top who it's right. made out to, but the note says like I had to leave to keep you safe. I love you. Why would he say that to Sam and Dean? Oh, okay. I didn't he barely knows really them. hear that. And most of the time that they've known each other, they've been grappling with whether or not it's okay to kill a child. So, well, then Sam and Dean don't, but Cass definitely does. Yeah. And they've been lying to him. I'm saying this relationship did not start out strong. That's true. It started out on the rocks. Yeah. Um, so... I was, I almost, at the end of the episode, I was like, damn, an episode where nobody dies, but that's not true. Yeah, no. Two people die. Two people. Which I, is still pretty good. Like, that's a low number for yeah. Supernatural. hmm And none of the, uh, you know, like, main side characters. Yeah. Only cast. There was still some really dark fucking shit in that episode. Oh, though. yeah. I mean, some girl scratches her brain out. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, my God, we gotta talk about that fucking medical, uh... The autopsy guy, mortician—that's what they're called. <laughs> no, I think he was a not is a medical officer. More mortician? No, not a mortician. A Morgatron. A Morgatron. Morgatron five thousand. The um the coroner. Coroner. If that guy medical was a, coroner. If that yeah. guy was a coroner, I'm a bear with tricks. He <laughs> is the most useless character of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> And I get it. When you're a normie in the supernatural world, there are so many questions and so few answers. Mm -hmm. But really, my dude, this young woman scratched her own brains out. I mean, that is what she did, but because of supernatural reasons. Yeah. What a dip. I don't know. I just don't know. He's useless. Yeah. Useless. If he had, I was expecting him to say it was bears mm. when yeah. Sam and Dean first got there, and yep. they were pretending to be Led Zeppelin those band damn, members. Those damn bears. One of those damn bears. They were they running out of band people because they've been Led Zeppelin twice in the same well, season. That's Kripke's favorite band. You got to get all the members. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I think we figured out last time it wasn't 
Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, it was. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, I was right. Jones and Bonham. Yeah. John Paul Jones and John Bonham. Okay. Bassist and drummer. So, I have an idea for Instagram or or Twitter. Uh, You guys want to electrocute a ham to see if it'll cook? (gasps) That was a running gag that I loved. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um... So, one of the murders is so one of the murders is a girl who scratches her own brain out because mm-hmm. of itching powder yeah. that yeah. was put in her hairbrush. Yeah, by the first awful child we see, <laughs> that greasy son of a bitch wants mm-hmm. to touch her boob. Yeah. No, she says go to bed, and he'll like yeah, if I can touch your boob. Oh God, I know that's supposed to be like a ha ha wink wink. Boys will be boys, but I hated it. It's just yeah, guys being great. assholes. Yeah, just kids being dicks. Yeah. Um. So she, but then the second death of the episode is old guy who gets electro electrocuted by uh one of those hand buzzers. Well, yeah. I think it was another nurse. I think I think it was a hospital employee. It was, oh, it was somebody. Okay. Yeah, who got buzzed by the patient. Yeah, the patient. The patient buzzed him as a prank, and then they uh. Dean tests it out on a ham. <laughs> and he cooks the entire... And it cooks mm. like... It, it, it like smokes the ham. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a good looking ham. But then Dean, waste not, want not, starts <laughs> eating from it. With his fucking pocket knife. And throughout the episode, yeah. he just keeps... If he makes himself a sandwich. Can't let it go to waste. They don't have a fridge. Waste not, want not. Food waste, such a huge problem in this country. And Mm -hmm. Dean and Sam Winchester are doing their part. Yeah. By eating. That was a good sized ham, too. It was. They didn't go. They didn't go. It was a whole honey baked ham. It was a whole ass ham. It was a honey shocked ham. They had a raw ham. (laughs) They cooked it. It couldn't have been a good ham. No. I mean, well. I don't know if you've ever tried, like, something that's been electrocuted. It's not. Tasty. I feel like there's a way to do it well. Done. Or at least well done, yeah. Hey. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Now there's, making... now there's two of us. <laughs> you made it for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I loved that. That was probably my favorite gag of the episode. Um, and then we get the Tooth Fairy where we get our second awful child of the episode. This little girl, or this, his, her dad is being like, the tooth fairy will come visit you and give you a quarter. Just keep this pillow, this tooth under your pillow. Mm-hmm. And then she puts it under his pillow. Yeah. Just to like. I don't know. Why, why did she do that? I mean, it's so that that could happen. Right. We don't want to see a child get her teeth pulled out by some like old dude. Yeah. Guy who kind of looks like Danny Trejo. Who He looks so familiar. See, I know him from. You somewhere. look for that and I'm looking for food that can be electrocuted. Okay. And tastes good. Oh, it will cook, but it will be extremely inefficient. Yeah, that Most sounds best. about right. Yeah, there's a YouTube. If you had a magic it. electric but- buzzer, though. Yeah. Well, that'll probably cook it all the way through, just because it's cooking enough volts to power Montgomery. Yeah, the other option is have something so powerful that it just disintegrates. Because that'll happen. Be like ham sprinkles. Watched a safety video where that happened. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jesse Turner grew up. I would hope but, so. He's yeah. at least 10 years older. Unless he, like, actually wished himself out of existence. He's actually probably 21. Yeah. yeah. Because he's my brother's age. Okay, so that dude is an elf. 
the uh, Chronicles of Ridden. The Tooth Fairy. The dude? Tooth Fairy. Oh, he's in Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Reindeer Games. That's Alone a... in the Dark. My Little Pony. The X Files. The way you My, hey, psych. That's what I know him from. Oh. The way you said Alone in the Dark and My Little Pony, I was like, that's a mashup I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Van Helsing. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Fargo. Oh shit! Almost Human. Who was he in Fargo? He was Mr. Tripoli. He was in the TV show. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I watched Fargo for the first time recently. Yeah, so he's been in a it's bunch. It's not of as shit. good as The Big Lebowski. Critics are dumb. Mm. I'm not just saying that because I'm biased, but I'm saying that because I'm biased. He was in Watchmen. As he's who? been in a bunch of shit. Large Man at something. At so prison. He was a. He was a probably. And then Jesse has been in Supernatural, Changeling, Green Lantern, Okay, Couples Retreat, Safety, Labor Day, Under the Bed, Three Holiday Tales, Wow, Criminal Minds, Castle, The River Rye, uh, Supernatural. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's he's done some stuff. Cool. Other than Supernatural. It's going to be in John, or he's a stuntman in John Wick 3. Oh, neat. Hey. And in Hail Caesar. That's kind of cool. All right. Well, questions, burning questions answered. Shocking questions answered. Thank yep. you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I do know that if you put an electric current through a pickle, it'll glow in the dark. I believe that. Yeah. Because of it's full of um, electrodes. Will it be you even more delicious? often like that? What? Do you tickle your pickle often like that? Not, nope, not mine. Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam and Dean, uh, they bring out a map, and in the middle of this like radius of weird shit that's been happening is one single house. How convenient! One house. <laughs> This is like a on fuck- several empty acres of land. I mean, it is Nebraska. It is Nebraska. So, to be fair, it is Nebraska. Is Nebraska? This was like a fucking map from Silent Hill. It was like it's like just a U shape of towns and mm-hmm. like streets and shit, and, and then just, nothing in the middle. Yeah. God, thank God there there was only like there was more than one road in and out of town. Yeah. Otherwise, Jesse would have taken care of that too. Yep. What are you talking about? That one road was their driveway. More more people would have died. <laughs> Um, and they go and they meet Jesse, and they get the impression right off the bat, Jesse's just a good kid. He's just been given the powers of a god, and yeah. he's not ready for that shit. Who is? I, I wasn't. Not me, let me tell you. <laughs> nope. And Dean de-electrifies the buzzer by being like, it's not going to electrocute you, it's just a... Uh, yeah, there's no not even batteries in it. There's not even batteries in it. Oh, and Dean was masturbating, and he had a hairy paw. Yeah, yeah. that was a shocking turn of events. Okay, please stop. <laughs> We have to get through this episode. <laughs> it's late and I'm hungry and tired and I just I just want to eat something and like get through all this shit yeah. about the Antichrist, which quite frankly there's a lot of it and the jokes will stop when Memorial improves. Oh, oh my god. god. No. <laughs> They'll never stop. They'll never stop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um and uh they go and meet Jesse's so yeah, Jesse's doing it. He's doing all this shit. Yep. They find out he's adopted with no father listed. Yeah. You know what that means? Jesus. <laughs> or Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> or 
demon semen. Jesus doesn't exist in Supernatural. I guess you're right. Yeah. Like, he's never mentioned. Not even, even well, like Cass, yeah, Cass did say that the Bible got a lot wrong. I think of it as, like... I think in Supernatural World, Jesus was just a dude who had some mm. good ideas, and maybe they were divinely inspired. Yeah. Like a prophet. Well, you know, like how when, like, Buddy Holly would make noises with a guitar that at the time they could not pick up on, like, recording equipment? Yes. I think that's how, like, like, like angels talking to humans was. Like, a lot of things were muddled or mixed up. Well, yeah. 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 Um... But it means that the name for the Antichrist is pretty interesting because the Antichrist can only exist with the Christ. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally in the name. Hmm. So, like... Yeah, where is Christ? Where's, where is Jesus? <laughs> where is he? He's late! Um, He's got So, him. back in Season 2, wasn't Sam referred to as the Antichrist? Or in like season three, he was referred to as the boy king of hell, and I do think yeah, I'm pretty sure Gordon was like it's like an antichrist. antichrist. Yeah, but Sam isn't the antichrist because in this show, the antichrist has to be born of a human and a demon. Right. Okay. Although not th th the traditional way, I will say. Yeah. Ding ding ding! Jesse's a Christ figure mm -hmm. and Messiah figure. In that he was conceived through immaculate conception. Yeah, it was a real mess. Yeah. Yep. Who's Jesse's daddy? Same guy, same person, just all together. Yeah, just weird time oh, soup. God, let's talk about his poor mother. Yeah, that oh, bad, battered lady. Shit, mm -hmm. that poor woman. Yep. Her name was Jehoshaphat. Lu Lucinda. No. <laughs> Lucifer. Wait a minute. Yeah. Did she have a name? Yeah, of uh, course she had a fucking yeah, her name. name. Was Lucy. And I have it oh. written down right here. I am a good host. Right there on your uh, on Google phone. machine. On my phone. <laughs> oh boy. Oh shit. God damn it. Oh yeah, she did have a name. They said it was on the birth thing. Julia. Julia yeah. Wright. Julia. Julia Wright. Birthed Jesse Turner. And they go to visit her, and she immediately knows what's what. Mm-hmm. And tries to assault them in the face. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. She did assault them. And um, <clears throat> uh, she tells, she recounts the horrific story yeah. of how Jesse yeah. was born. So, horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah, that was... Gnarly. Demon possesses her for nine months, gets her pregnant, and then she salts herself in the mouth yeah. to get rid of him. With, like, road salt, too. With, yeah. So it like, wasn't yeah. good. No, wasn't healthy salt. Also, she's giving birth in a barn? I don't They're, know. Do you know who else was born in a barn? I thought it was, like, a, the bottom Jesus. of a parking garage. No, it was barn. Was it a barn? Barn-like? Dude, there were, like, chains and chain-link fence and spikes and hay. It was a sex barn. There was a manger. Oh. Yeah. Animals. Wait, Three my... wise men. I didn't see animals. <laughs> Bro, they were evil wise uh -uh. men. My sex barn does not look like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't you just wish you had a whole bunch of land to have a sex barn on? <laughs> You don't? Go oh, have man. your demon let me, babies let there. Let me recount my sex barn <laughs> dreams. 
That's the name of the episode. <laughs> sex barn dreams. Oh god! Here's my sex barn bucket list. Uh, it's like if um, it's gotta have chains yeah. and hay and a sex swing and road salt <laughs> for those demons. For those yeah. demons. It, it's those like if Fifty Shades of Grey took place in the country rather than the city. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm uh, Christian Grey, and I have over a hundred acres of land, and this is my sex barn. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna try to do a line like, but countryfied. No, you know, and I can't think of any of the lines of Fifty Shades of Grey. Other than no. that one where Anna, Anya, Anastasia, or whatever, is like, he ripped my panties off like a hamster ripping. Yeah, something. It's something we don't. The only thing I can remember is weird. the phrase "chocolate starfish." No, he goes. Oh. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man of singular taste, and then just opens a door, and it's full of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I'm a man of singular taste, and just you know, advancements in animal herding that Temple Grandin put in. You know what this is called? Fifty Shades of Hay. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Hay. I kind of want to make this now. Or maybe uh, Fifty Shades of Green because he has a fleet of John Deere tractors. <laughs> Do I have one? No. <laughs> Do I have a name Fifty for this? Shades of Grain because he's a wheat farmer. Oh, fucking shit. That's right. You took it right from my mouth. Oh. Fifty Shades. You're more like Fifty Shades of uh. Flame. Fifty, sh- 50 Shades. God damn it. Fifty... <laughs> Fifty Shades just of Barn f- Raising. I don't... <laughs> just say Fifty Shades of Pain. There you go. Fi- yeah. No, Fifty Shades of Pain could go with Fifty Shades of Grey in the original book. That's dumb. Well, these puns Fifty are pretty... Shades of Animal Husbandry. I don't know. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Thanks. Fifty Shades of Rain, like... Okay, that's stop. <laughs> that was like kinky. Like horse reins. Yeah. Um, Fifty Shades of... Fifty Shades of Immaculate Conception. Fifty Shades of the Antichrist, I guess. Um, this poor lady. She doesn't die. I am shocked that she didn't die. Yeah. I remember her dying. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. She's also amazing. Dude, Mm -hmm. the the important side characters in this in this episode, delightful. Absolutely. Jesse's great. Julia's awesome. We never get to hear the parents talk. Oh, that's something. Jesse's a latchkey kid. Latchkey? Yeah, it means he's left alone while his parents are like off at work. Oh, yeah. Hours at a time. Because when Sam and Dean go to visit him, they like find him making his own dinner. Yeah. And like they have like a water cooler in the house mm-hmm. so he can get his own water because he's like a hamster. Yeah. Jesse the Hamster Antichrist. Yep. Oh, also his name is Jesse. Like Jesu. Like Jesus. Kinda. No. Holy shit! I didn't even connect that. Travis, are you genius? Are you for real? I am for real. I didn't are you, even think about are you it. actually for real? I was like Jesse. That's got to be an important name, but I don't remember Jesse in the Bible. But you fucking nailed it. <laughs> the only way it'd have been more perfect is if his name was Josh. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That would have been good. Maybe a little too on the nose, though. You see, I think that's why they went with Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesse feels pretty on the nose. I mm-hmm. mean, how many people know that Jesus' original Hebrew name was, you know, Joshua? 
Nah. That a lot. I mean, not many. People who read Lamb by Christopher Moore. That's yeah. what, that's <laughs> where I learned it. Yeah, it's even more niche than Supernatural. Yeah. It is nice, though. And Good Omens. Um, uh, they, Julia wants to know if her son is human, and Sam and Dean kindly tell her that he's, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> Is he human? No, he's not. That's a great way to yeah. skirt the question. Yeah. By dog hey, standards, he's perfect. Is my <laughs> yeah. is my child a human? Well, he's great. <laughs> he's a delight. Yeah. Oh man, gotta say, love him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get back, and Cass is there, and he wants to murder him. Yep, yeah. wants to kill him with that demon knife. It's so a shiny. That's, that's chill. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is where Cass drops that, like, he's not the son of Satan. This is where he drops that he's the Antichrist. Right. And he's not the son of Satan. He's the son of a demon. And mm. that's fine. Uh, the Bible gets a lot of shit wrong. Also, yeah. Jesse is a lot more powerful than both demons and humans. And which we've already seen because there's demons aren't really reality warpers. Yeah. They're just, like, fucked up people, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that also he will wipe out the host of heaven if he comes into his true power and Cass has to kill him like right now. Yep. So let's talk about that. Uh, I mean, it just, I mean, it kind of makes sense that Cass is just down for child murder. Yeah, sure. Because for him, it's just all calculations. It's all black. It's like, yeah, this is the thing we have to do. I don't know how to tell you this. Heaven's down for child murder, too. Oh, yeah. According to that Old Testament Bible stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, God murdered his own son, so why not? (laughs) Well, I was going to say the final plague in Egypt. Oh, yeah, final plague in Egypt. Murder the firstborn, the Uh, Amalekite genocide, the Canaan. Night genocide. Abraham was totally down to kill his own son. Yeah, because God was feeling pranksterish that mm-hmm. day. I don't know, just felt like fucking with him. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's gonna be a, like a bad little tangent, but it's like, do you think like Satan made like a bet with God? He's like, hey, you can't get two humans to cut off the tips of their dicks, like. And God's like, hold up, I'll do you one better. <laughs> I can get all the humans to cut off the tips of their dicks. Yeah. Watch me. Yep. Um. I mean, yeah, that's totally plausible according yeah. to my knowledge of the Bible. That's why Job exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Satan and God made a bet. Yep. Um. We're actually going to talk about Satan a little bit today. All right. Uh. But um. Uh. It makes sense that Cass is immediately down for child murder because. He doesn't have a lot of faith in people or angels or yeah. demons. Literally everyone he's met has been a total douchebag. Yep. Except for like Dean and Sam. Oh, oh, this is I think the first episode we've seen where Sam actually makes a connection to a child. Yes. And this is the first episode we've seen where Dean doesn't immediately connect to a child, which I thought was... It's usually the opposite, it's right? It's usually yeah. the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean does like... Scare the pants off that first kid, which was funny and as he hell. deserved it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He deserved it. Um, Dean's like, I'm going to take you down to the station if you don't answer my question about this itching powder, young man. Because yep. I know you're lying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked how Sam uh, was relating to this kid. Because it was very, like, yeah. this kid was Sam. Yep. This yeah. kid was, like, seasons two and four Sam. This kid has a choice to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both of, I guess we can say, demonic descent. Yeah. Um. And both, you know, can use those powers for great good or great evil. Uh, 
and Jesse or Jesse, Sam and Dean are against killing Jesse because obvious reasons. He's yeah. a child. He hasn't really done anything. Mm-hmm. Also, he's a child. They're just not down to kill children. Yeah. What is this? Later seasons? Come on. <laughs> Still in the early days. <laughs> you gotta ease into the child murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta get there. Yeah. You gotta work up to it. Don't worry. Yeah. It's a coming. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> How many children deaths have we seen in the show so far? None? Some. Uh, some. You mean yet? All those babies, Lilith killed all those babies. Oh, that's right. Well, oh, and then there was also well, this one really a death, but it was a, a, a thought of murder when that woman uh, let her car go into the lake with her yeah, child in the back. Yeah, child. Well, we're gonna have to renege on that one mm-hmm. because the kid doesn't die. Well, yeah, but it, it also wasn't the kid. So yeah, um, but she wanted to. I feel like there has been. Oh, uh. The fucking shit. That witch in the first season that, like, sucks the life out of children. Man, I don't remember season <laughs> one at all. Yeah, don't happen. It's been six years. I don't remember it. <laughs> How long have we been doing this show? It feels like a thousand years. No, there's a witch in the first season. I don't think we actually see any kids die on screen, but he, it, it, the, the witch does go after children. By, um, yeah. oh, it's kind of a Hansel and Gretel thing, right? Mm. I'm pretty sure it was a Scandinavian witch, so sure, maybe it's like a vampire witch. Hmm. I'm swear to you, this oh, happened. I remember now, yeah, I remember it now, yeah, yeah, yeah. The flashback parts with Sam and Dean, yes, as kids. yes, 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 yeah. I remember, yes, yeah, 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 because they they had this, you they used Sam as bait, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, I remember now, yeah, 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 yep, um. Adorable. Oh, life was so much more innocent then when actual children were dying. Um, <laughs> but now Sam and Dean don't want to do the deed, and Cass is totally like, I'll fucking do it. Also, yeah. the demons have you know caught up to Julia and are on the way to get yeah. Jesse. Yeah, Cass was ready to get Yeah, catch well, the it's Sam and Dean's fault, huh? And then we get another yeah. uh, instance of possession as rape. Yep. Yep. Quite, quite more literally this time. Yeah. With uh, Julia and the demon that possessed her. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. So Cass tries to kill Jesse, and Cass gets turned into an action figure. I thought that was great. Yep. It was pretty red. That means they had to make a custom Cass action figure. Or. Or. Or they just launched their new toy line. Or they just got a Constantine action figure, put a knife in its hand, it was like, hey, he Darkened has black hair, hair now. Yeah. put the cigarette out of its mouth. <laughs> or, or they changed the knife, the cigarette into a knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is more dangerous? <laughs> hmm. Well, I think one of them oh is more God. about long term. So... What's more long term than permanent death? Oh, also. Well, I'm talking about like how quickly you can kill someone with a knife versus a cigarette. That's fair. Let's talk about the fact that Cass totally forgets that he also almost caused that apocalypse. Yeah. With Sam, because Sam's like Jesse can. We'll tell Jesse the truth, and he can make the right decision. 
and he can choose what to do and possibly make the right decision. And Cass is like, well, you didn't make the right decision. Bitch, you didn't either. Yeah. No one knew the, the right fuck? decision and no one would give him information. Uh, except for Cass. Cass knew the right decision. Mm-hmm. Cass knew that the angels wanted to start the fucking apocalypse. Yeah. He no. was totally going along with it. If anything, he is more guilty in this endeavor than Sam and Dean. Did the angels know that killing Lilith would kickstart the apocalypse? Or that or Cass at least? I they never ex they never say it, mm-hmm. but come on. Cass knew. Like yeah. Cass knew. He changed his mind and good for Cass, mm-hmm. but he knew what he was doing. He yeah. knew that this is what Heaven wanted to do. Um like yeah, I will Come say, on, he, he at least knew that killing Lilith was the final seal. Yeah. yeah. He had to have had that knowledge. He had to have known that Sam was supposed to do it, because he let Sam out of the um, the the, yeah. the bunker yeah. room. Not the bunker. What, whatever it's fucking called. Well, that was the bunker. The panic room. The, yeah, panic room bunker. Whatever. Um, But yeah, yeah. so uh, he, he let Sam out of the panic room he had to have known that some shit was up Mm -hmm. he definitely had more information than sam and dean who were going in totally blind oh yeah um so like even though they all done fucked up like if anyone if we're gonna attribute blame to anyone like Cass deserves it more than both of both of the winchesters for sure to be honest so no i don't appreciate your snarky little line Cass, about how sam didn't make the right decision like come on man yeah he did the best he could with the information provided. Yep, and so did Dean. Yeah. Just how it is. It's how it is. Also, Cass says that um two years like a year ago, Sam you know, Sam's like, Oh, I don't want to kill a child and Cass is like, Well, two years ago you would have done anything to stop this war. Is that true? Would would Sam have killed a child to stop the war? Maybe. In Depends what on the season kid. at the beginning in of season, season four? four? In season four. Uh, we'll just say in season four. At any point. I think I almost want to say yes. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with that. I'm with you on that. Because I mean, Sam was totally down to torture that nurse to get uh information on Lilith. Yeah. E- even though it was like it was a demon possessed nurse, but it was still like, you know, there's a human in there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Probably like late season four, Sam would have. The episode ends in what I think is probably the only possible ending. Because they're not going to have their our heroes kill children. Oh, yeah. Again, nah. it's the early season still. Um, Cass gets turned into an action figure. Sam and Dean get thrown up against a wall by the demon-possessed Julia. And then Sam... Tells Jesse the truth. After Julia, after demon possessed Julia tries to tempt him to the side that rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. Yeah, it was all really good. I think so. Sam talked about redemption uh, back during the end, and how he doesn't want to. You know, he he talked about how. He didn't want to get back into a fight to fight for revenge. He wanted to talk, get back into the fight to find a way to redemption. Yeah. And this moment for me is that. It's some of that redemption. It's some of that redemption. It's Sam very honestly being like, I fucked up, but I'm going to facilitate 
that you don't have to make the same mistakes I did, nor do you have to make the same mistakes that were done to me. Yeah. Like, I appreciate the fact, because, like, in the past, in season four, in the episode with Adam, Sam was like, he Adam's a Winchester. He's got to be a hunter. It's just how it is. Yeah. But in this episode, he gives Jesse a choice on what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. They, you know, basically, Jesse um, hears Sam. Sam's like, you're part demon. This is what they want. If you do this, a lot of people are going to die. But we can't stop you. It's your choice. Yeah. And so Jesse depossesses Julia and, like, lets Sam and Dean go. And they're talking about what to do. And Sam and Dean have this idea that, well, we can take him to Bobby and, you know, train, train, him, train him up because he'll be good in a fight. Right. But Jesse doesn't want to fight, and ultimately it's his choice. Can Jesse bring his parents along? Absolutely, if that's what you want to do, but know this. Which is so refreshing that, like, the Winchesters were just able to, like, lay it out for Jesse oh, yeah. and let him decide. Yeah, it was really nice that it wasn't, like, complicated yeah. It was literally just like, here's your information. What are you going to do? Yeah. It was, I liked it too. I'm also going to say, I think this is one of the first times in the season where Sam has just, or not in the season, in the show, where Sam has been like, time to tell the truth. Yeah. I mean, Jesse is a supernatural creature, so. Probably sniff it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he. It's not like they would be able to hide the existence of the supernatural from him forever. Right. Well, and I feel like this has to do with the apocalypse. Like it's easier now that crazy shit is happening literally everywhere. Yeah. It's easier for normies to accept. Oh, it's the apocalypse. It's the apocalypse. So now demons are real. So time. Yeah. And then Jesse Lee is what she already talked about. Goes to Australia or possibly wishes himself out of existence. Yeah. I really like this episode. This is another strong episode of season five. I really like the character of Jesse. I really like Julia. I'm impressed that Julia survived. Mm-hmm. Shocked. Well, she wasn't wearing white. <laughs> Excuse me. She was during that birthing scene. Oh, God, you're right. And then we got the white on the dress. Mm-hmm. You know that demon put her in that dress just for that moment. Yeah. She is birthed alone in the sex barn. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's just wrong. It is rough. 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 I can't. I never want to give birth outside of like a hospital with like an epidural. I hope I never give birth. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I hope you do. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I want that. I hope it's. It might be. (laughs) Sorry, that was. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You can just bleep out what I said. (laughs) Blurp. <laughs> Those are my favorite when one person is laughing really hard and the other person is like, please, I don't want to vomit. Hello, darkness smile. <laughs> right. We appreciate it. Let's talk about the Antichrist. Let's talk about the Antichrist. So would you believe Yes Travis? No. What? Would mm-hmm. you believe that the word Antichrist or Antichristos is never, not even once, mentioned in Revelation? Yes, because I've read Revelation a lot. Okay, wow. So apparently everybody <laughs> fucking knew this except me. Jesus Christ. All right, well. well we went to Christian school. Like, well, I didn't, Christian I school. Didn't, I didn't go to Christian school. You didn't school. go to fucking Christian school. You didn't. No. I was directing that at you. Okay. Uh, Travis. Yeah. Well, I went to public school, and I didn't take Bible as literature. So. Wait, that was uh, an option? 
Yes. So the word antichristos is used five times in the Bible, exclusively in first and second epistle of John. The word pseudochristos is used a couple of more. Antichristos means antichrist. Pseudochristos means false Christ. Mm -hmm. They are similar words, but they are not interchangeable. Oh, okay. There's a lot of discussion about whether or not the pseudochristo is referring to one or several people. But I will say that most people fall on the idea that the pseudochristo or antichristo is not referring to one person. It's referring to a group or a class of people. Mm -hmm. That being said... In Revelation, there is a description of somebody who a lot of people take to be the Antichrist. The false prophet. The false prophet. Right. Um, Not the Antichrist. And the idea of the Antichrist may have developed out of frustration at the idea that Satan was more of like a amoral trickster as opposed to a bad guy. Yeah. He's an angel that stands against God, but is also like, you know, prank buddies with Mm. God. So how (laughs) bad can he be really? He shows Jesus the seven kingdoms of the world, but also Jesus was a carpenter who wasn't going to get out a lot. I mean, might as well show him around. That's a good omen's reference. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we get... so. Uh, the first, so let's let's look at post Bible Antichrist. Okay. okay, Polycarp, first century in the early church, uh, year sixty nine to one fifty five, um, was saying that anybody who preached a false doctrine was the Antichrist. So the Antichrist hmm. here isn't a person; it's a group of people. Gotcha. A class of people. And then in two or three, we get the first idea that the Antichrist is in fact one dude. From Arrhenius, who wrote in Against Heretics, which was written to refute the Gnostics, says the Antichrist is one dude who's going to bring about apostasy and rebellion. He uses 666, which is the number of the beast that's mentioned in Revelations. Revelations. I'm assuming that was paraphrasing. Oh, yeah. He didn't (laughs) use the word dude. You caught me. <laughs> I changed I changed it up a little bit. Just a smidgen. Also, just just enough these... to be able to reference it, but not uh, yeah, plagiarize yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. See the cited sources. Also, 666, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, most of the information I could find about the Antichrist was were literally just different early church fathers mm-hmm. being like, well, this is what I think the Antichrist is. Yeah. Well, this is what I think the Antichrist is. And I'm not going to go through all of them. Yeah, it's not worth it. But I am going to go through some notable ones, which is the Antichrist. A lot of. okay. so last episode, we were talking about the fact that isn't it weird that Supernatural did an um, apocalypse season right when Obama, who a lot of people thought was the Antichrist, gets elected? Yeah. Well, Obama is not the first major political figure to have been accused of being the Antichrist. And one of the earliest examples of this and a lot of and one that a lot of like, um, non-religious scholars uh, will attribute to being the Antichrist is Nero. Okay, the yeah. The Roman Emperor. Uh-huh. Um, you've also got, and I'm going to totally pronounce this wrong, so pardon me. I'm going to... Let me see. Belial? 
Uh, I, I read a thing. This is probably not totally true because I saw it just like on the internet somewhere. Sure. But I, I saw a thing that Nero probably wasn't like it's definitely he definitely had like lead poisoning because everyone in Rome had lead poisoning. I mean, yeah. Um, but it's possible that the stories about Nero are um, a little bloviated because Nero hated the Roman Senate. He was the emperor. And he hated the senators. Sure. And he wanted to um, stick it to them. <laughs> oh, so you mean like uh, somebody and somebody else mm-hmm. from uh, something, 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 something? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's just a little uh, anecdote that might not be totally historically accurate. Eh, you're not wrong. But oh. I'm going to go ahead and say that. 666, which is the mark of the beast and apparently the mark of the Antichrist, mm-hmm. um, is used to decode people's names. And so people think that 666 refers to Nero. How? Uh, Greek letters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, it's only four. Nero. Mm-hmm. N E R O, right? Yeah. There's no six in there. Or maybe I'm just sleepy, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Arabic numbering systems different. Have you all ever seen like the omen? Uh no. no. There is a really cool scene where uh like they this uh priest tells the dad to check the boy for the mark of the beast six 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 and he doesn't find anything. Like he knocks the boy out to check his body and doesn't find it and the guy's like well there's one other thing we can do and like somehow like looks through the kid's eye to see inside his skull and find 666 like inside wow yeah cool grass um Tertullian uh, held that the Roman Empire, who was also a second century church, early church father, um, believed that the Roman Empire was the restraining force uh, that keeps the Antichrist from popping up and doing his thing. Hmm. Um, The Antichrist, a lot of people also turn to Paul's writings in 2 Thessalonians um, as also like, Here's another example of some Antichrist features. He's the son of destruction and uh, a man of sin. Um, He wrote, uh, uh, Tertullian wrote, by for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, which is something that Paul wrote. Mm -hmm. He means indeed this present empire referring to Rome. Right. So if Rome is split up into 10 kingdoms, Mm. the Antichrist is going to pop up and, be chill. Nice. Um, they also refer to the Antichrist as a horned beast um, and say that he speaks like a dragon, which means he's deceitful. Interesting. Um, the whole idea that the Antichrist is going to rebuild the Temple of Jerusalem uh, in order to reign from it comes from Hippolytus of Rome, um, also a second century dude. And um, that's all like early, early Christianity. We're talking like the first, the founders of the church. Yeah. Um, then we get into uh, post nineteen Christianity and the idea of the Antichrist even comes more into, sort of gets a more um, 
uh, chiseled down and structured. Here we're seeing the Antichrist is one guy mm-hmm. who is the beast. Okay. Is notated by the number 666. Is uh, basically just not Christ. He's everything Christ isn't. He's a deceiver. He's a, he's, um, you know, somebody who people like, but he, and he's going to rule the world, uh, for a period of three and a half years before Jesus kills him shortly before his second coming. Um, that comes from Cyril, by the way, that the antichrist will reign for three and a half years as the ruler of the world. Wow. So all the nations are going to unite and the antichrist is going to rule them all, which is going to get into something later that I find super interesting. Awesome. Can we talk about how the Bible just sounds like an anime at this point? This isn't biblical shit. Well, still, I don't know what the hell this, this is, is, but this it's... is the Bible's extended universe. The BCU. Yeah. Let's yeah. make an anime of the BCU. I feel like we could do it justice. Right. So close to BSU. Hey. Um. So, uh, but then we get a guy named Jerome, uh, three forty-seven to four twenty. Fucking um, Jerry. Hell yeah. Basically said that uh, the Antichrist actually had a whole church or a synagogue behind him. Oh, okay. And um, that anyone who is not of Christ is of the Antichrist. Great. <laughs> so we get here again um, the uh, the whole idea that the Antichrist isn't one person. He's everybody. It's everybody who doesn't preach Jesus's word or does not believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, he also believed, however, that the destruction of the Roman Empire would lead to the existence of the Antichrist and the Antichrist rising up, ruling everything for three and a half years, and then Jesus killing him before the end of times. Hell yeah. So the Antichrist doesn't even make it through the whole end of times. He dies pretty early on. Yeah. Um... So skipping ahead, because once again, we got a lot of people who are just like, well, here's what I think the Antichrist is. And here's what I think the Antichrist is. Oh, there's also this idea that pops up that the Antichrist is um, sort of a universal priest. So uh, somebody who says, who goes around and saying, says things like, I know everything. I have the correct interpretation of the Bible. Um, And here we kind of see him as a foil to Jesus because those are perks Jesus had. Right. A bunch of shit happens, and I'm not going to go through it all um, because it's basically stuff we've already said. But then we get to the Protestant Reformation, Mm -hmm. and something interesting happens. The Pope becomes the Antichrist. Nice! Damn. So you have big Protestant names. We're talking Martin Luther. We're talking John Knox. We're talking John Calvin. Saying things like, well, what if actually it's the Pope who's the Antichrist and not just the Pope, but the whole papacy Mm -hmm. and everything involved in that because the representatives of an institution are opposed to Christ. Martin Luther said that. Nice. Good old Martin Luther. I like that. So basically, the Antichrist isn't just here. He's done been here, son, and he's every single Pope that's ever existed and probably all their archbishops too. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a 99, that's a full on 100. So yeah. rather than expecting a single Antichrist to rule the earth, people like Martin Luther and John Calvin believed that uh, that that should have been fulfilled in their lifetime mm-hmm. in the papacy. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. 
It is. So references to the Antichrist, again, in the Bible are few and far between. Uh, We get the official Antichrist word popping out in Johns 1 and 2. But then everything else is just kind of like they were probably referring to the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Like Little Horn in Daniel 7 and 8 or the Abomination Dissolution or the Horror of Babylon uh, or the Man of Sin and, you know, two theologians or the Beast. Um... Let's get to some modern, yes, modern ideas of who yes. the Antichrist is. So, so who's been the Antichrist these days? Oh man, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been you, Obama, me. Madonna, mm-hmm. nice, Cher, Trump. I was gonna say anyone else who rhymes with Anna, <laughs> Lady Gaga, Anastasia, yeah. the <laughs> Russian princess. No. Who died? Uh, in a Christmas 2018 interview, this is Eastern Orthodox, Patriot Krill of Moscow warned that the Antichrist is the person that will be at the head of the World Wide Web, controlling all of humanity. Oh, God. It's wow. That means the internet itself poses a danger. There shouldn't be a single center, at least not in the foreseeable future, if we don't want to bring out the Antichrist. Wow. He told listeners not to fall into slavery to what's in your hands. You should remain free inside and not fall any addiction, not to alcohol, not to narcotics, and not to gadgets. But only to Jesus. Our Lord and Master. Hail Jesus. Um... We've also got a, a Roman Catholic bishop who wrote in 1951, the Antichrist will not be called so. Otherwise, he would have no followers. He will come disguised as the great humanitarian. Which we all know what that means. Uh... Robert Engel is the Antichrist. <laughs> he will talk peace, prosperity, and plenty, not as means to lead us to God, but as an end in themselves. He will tempt Christians with the same three temptations with which he tempted Christ. So now we have uh, the Antichrist as literal Satan. Mm-hmm. He will have one great secret, secret which he will tell to no one. He will not believe in God because his religion will be brotherhood without the fatherhood of God. He will deceive even the elect. He will set up a counter church and will have, oh my God, Sunday Assembly is the Antichrist. It will have all the notes and characteristics of the church, but in reverse and emptied of its divine content. It will be a mystical body of the Antichrist that will in all externals resemble the mystical body of Christ. Atheists are the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. Or rather, more humanitarians, because you can Mm -hmm. be an atheist and not be a humanitarian. Um... The Mormons believe the Antichrist is literally Lucifer, but he has assistance. Um, I would hope so. That's a busy job. And also, the Antichrist is anyone or anything that counterfeits the true gospel. The true gospel that was written in America and only seen by one person ever. Two people. Well, he had to use like a what a rock, a seashell, and a hammer to transcribe the word of himself. Yep. Mormonism is weird. Um, so who... I just love this idea that, like, the Antichrist is, like, nice. Yeah. He's a humanitarian. He's gonna bring about justice. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, in a list of fictional Antichrist, Jake Gray and Devour gets a mention. <laughs> 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 oh, God. 
Man, I want to watch that movie again. Do you want to see? Do you want to hear from this list of Antichrist characters for yes. in fiction and nonfiction? Yes, 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 yes. Two of them, by the way, are you know Jensen Ackles related projects. Jake Gray and Devour. Mm-hmm. Jesse from Supernatural. Yep. The Talking Ape Shift in C.S. Lewis's Narnia series. Okay. Uh, Nicolae Carpathia from Left Behind, duh. Damien Thorne from The Omen. Mm-hmm. Damien from the Flash game series Quick Draw. Uh, oh my god, so many Antichrists named Damien. Randall Flagg from The Stand. Yep. Uh, Adrian from the film Little Nicky. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Just as himself. As, in, yep, as, as himself. himself. <laughs> uh, we've got. Adam Young. Yep. I already mentioned him. Christina, a female Antichrist. Ooh. Fancy. Santa Claus from Santa's Slay. Hmm. Some shit that Marilyn Manson did. Shock and surprise. Yeah, just a shit ton. Antichrist is Adrian from Rosemary's Baby. Yep. Sum King from Violence Jack. Uh, we've got just the red a guy from Town Chicken. Sure. Uh, there he's in Gore Vidal, one of Gore Vidal's novels. Michael Langdon from American Horror Story. Hmm. Harry Potter in Alan Moore's The League of Shorting Gentlemen, Volume Three, Century. What? What? It makes sense in context. Okay. Have you ever read or seen the movie *Leave of Extraordinary Gentlemen*? I have. Okay. Yeah. Is Harry but I Potter don't remember again? a character named Harry Potter. Well, it's in one of the later volumes. Oh. Okay. Oh. I don't think it made it to the movie. Yeah. No, it did not. Okay. In this universe, he is brought about by the Invisible College, a cult of magicians led by Oliver Hado, Hado, as the Moonchild destined to bring the apocalypse. All his exploits were in fact orchestrated by the college, with. Oliver acting as Lord Voldemort. Hmm. Guy Fieri. Are you fucking serious? In Homestuck. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, that that is a thing. That's Guy right. Fieri is depicted as the Antichrist. And who was the president? Um, the insane clown posse became the president. Yep. <laughs> who was president? Who was vice president? They're dual presidents. Dual presidents. I'm reading that right now. Yeah. Homestuck's <laughs> fucking wild, my dude. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, there we have it. A list of fictional antichrists. I, I know which ones are my personal favorites. Yep. It's Shaggy Too Dope is vice president. Uh, the antichrist that's in all of our hearts. Yep. Turns out the antichrist was the friends we made along the way. It probably is. Will that joke ever stop being funny? No. Never. Not. Yeah, vote Violet J in 2020. Uh, so yeah, I think we can all agree we're all a little bit of the antichrist. Yeah. Fail me. Yeah. We're all great if you just believe hard enough, you can be the antichrist. peace with no divinity. We are a brotherhood of, we're a religion of brotherhood without the fatherhood of God. God, I hope so. Sunday assembly is the Antichrist. Nice. And I'm here for it. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode's Freak of the Week. I told you we'd have some good ones this season. Yeah. God damn it. Between last episode and this episode, and probably maybe the next episode. uh, Next episode's going to be a fun, weird time. Yeah. Next episode's gonna be weird. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a yeah. grand old time. Oh, man. 
why don't you take us out benjamin well thank you guys for listening to so much uh follow us on Hab- or go to our website habcast.com where you can see our twitter pages see some comedy that we have done uh a link to our patreon where if you like this show you can check out our other show let's shag ass where we watch things that actors from supernatural have been a part of uh, I think that's only three bucks for that tier. Yep, three mm-hmm. bucks a month for that. Then also, uh, well, I think that's everything I can remember from the wrap-up at this hour. Uh, that's good enough. Travis. Yeah. The next episode is called The Curious Case of Gene Winchester. What's it about? Dean is going to meet this really old guy like this super super old guy and he's gonna be like dude you're so old and then they go out and have lunch and have a good time you ever get disappointed when your predictions don't come true (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i get disappointed when their predictions don't come true sometimes travis will i'll remember the episode and i'm like damn travis has a better episode idea And what happens. Yeah. I will say, you were saying this is going to be a weird, fun time. I don't remember this episode that fondly. No, I was saying this is going to be a grand old time. Oh. Fair enough. Alright, well Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll find out next week on Hey Ass But. As always, have fun. And no duh. Oh, and the coffee's ready. Fries are done. Yeah. <laughs> Is that two episodes where we had the coffee going? <laughs>